Inherited IRA rules, have they changed? Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's Adam Talks, I'm going to review the inherited IRAs. Have the rules changed? What do you need to know about if you receive an IRA from a non-spouse or even a spouse on the death and you are deemed a primary beneficiary? What do you need to know? Okay, so I'm going to recap kind of where we've gone the last three years or so and where we sit today and what we need to know right now about the new inherited IRA rules and are they actually new and what's going on? It's, it's a total mess. So this travels back in time all the way to Secure Act 1, 2019, where the IRS issued proposed regs or actually it's part of the Secure Act 1, they issued new rules for inherited IRAs from non-spouses. So essentially what an inherited IRA is, if, if someone dies and you are nominated as a primary beneficiary, you know, through a beneficiary form, the IRA will go to you. So if you're a spouse, you basically just move the IRA into your name and then it's your IRA. And then essentially if you're under 73 years old in 2023, you don't have to take required minimum distributions. If you're over 73, you'd have to take RMDs, which is essentially about 3% of the value of the IRA. And as you get older, the percentage increases. And it's based off a life expectancy table each year where you simply take the value of your IRA, multiply it by the percentage in the life expectancy table, and then you know exactly what you need to take. However, for non-spouses, so let's say you receive an inherited IRA from a non-spouse, right? Brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, uh, parent, whatever the case may be, there's actually different rules. And Secure Act 1, which was passed in December 2019, all the way before COVID, basically set the parameters for a 10-year rule, essentially saying that you have 10 years to pull the money out. Okay, there, there was some unclarity based off, can you do it pro rata? Is it all in one year, let's say year 10? You have to do a little bit every year on a formula basis. Can you pick and choose what you take? And there was a little bit of uncertainty. So in February, and then COVID hit, and the IRS was obviously uh, busy with other stuff. So they basically issued no regulations until February 2022. So basically, almost like two years or so after Secure Act, uh, which was passed December 2019. Um, they basically put out these proposed regs, which actually added more confusion because there was even more unclarity in terms of how that 10 year rule would apply, whether you received, um, whether you're under a certain age or over a certain age, how old the person was when they died. And that was going to determine whether the 10 year, uh, rule applied and if it applied when you were able to take the money out, can you do it all at the end or did you have to take out a pro rata formula? So basically, these proposed regs came out and said, give us um, public comments. They provided three or four months, which was done um, all the way, I believe, up to June 2022. And now the idea is that now we're sitting in May 23, and the IRS is saying, well, there's going to be final regulations soon. So basically, for 21 and 22, people didn't take RMDs. <laughs> yeah, people didn't take it because they weren't really sure what, how the rules were applied. So there was... Based off COVID, there was essentially a pause in the RMD world. Now, 
the idea is the final regs are gonna come out in 23 in the next few months. That's the idea. And the concept is that RMDs are gonna start again. Okay, so this year the RMDs are gonna start based off the 22 value. You're gonna have to take um, you know, RMDs uh, this year by the end of 23 um, to be determined when the final regs are. But the final regs will eventually tell us how that 10 year rule is gonna be applied. Is it gonna be applied to everyone the same, which is my suggestion, just say, listen, no matter the age, if you receive an inherited IRA from a non-spouse, you got 10 years to pull it out. Whether they say it's pro rata 10 years, let's say if you have 100K, 10K a year, or if you have the ability to pull it out whenever you want, easiest rule is that, hey, you have to deplete the IRA within 10 years, no matter how you do it. I think we can all live with that, but you know how the government is, um, nothing's that easy. So the proposed regs, which they released in February, 2022, were like 45 pages. They were even more complicated. I, I did a bunch of blogs, podcasts, and videos, and the whole retirement industry was just so frustrated. We all kind of threw our arms in the air and said, this is ridiculous. Like, how did you make it even more complicated? The whole idea of Secure Act 1 was to simplify the RMD rules and basically say, okay, we're just going to do 10 years. Forget about stretch IRAs. Forget about life expectancy. It's going to do 10 years and make it all simple. And, and then the proposed regs came out and just turned everything upside down. So this is how the rules should work, okay? If, if the account holder died before 2020, obviously if you're a spouse, the IRA is in your name. If it's a non-spouse, okay, you basically have the idea of you can take it over your life expectancy or 10-year rule. That's how we expect the rules to work. So you're gonna be able to take it over the longer of your life expectancy or a 10-year rule, okay? And if you are a, um, that's if you're an eligible, eligible designated beneficiary, meaning you're under 18 or you're disabled. If you're just a regular person over 18, you're going to have 10 years to pull it up. Okay. That's what we expect the final regs to say. We don't know what that's going to mean. Is it going to mean a little bit each over 10 years or do you have them till 10 years? Now, that's for someone who dies in 2020 or later. Right. If someone died in 2020 or earlier, you obviously have been following um, certain rules for non-spouse. You're going to have to um, essentially just use your life expectancy um, because you the person died before the advent of the new regulations on the RMD. So you're just going to keep doing what you did. There's no 10 year rule. OK, but if someone died after 2020 and you're a non-spouse, and you're just a designated beneficiary, you're not an eligible designated beneficiary, which basically means you're disabled, underage, um, or an individual who is not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner or participant. So let's say it's your brother and you're only five years younger, you are um, essentially going to um, have more opportunity. You're gonna be able to do life expectancy of you or 10 years, whatever's longer. If you're not a eligible designated, so you're not um, disabled, you're not under 18, and you're not 10 years younger than the deceased, then you're going to follow the 10-year rule. And hopefully we're going to know how the 10-year rule applies. Is it going to be all at once? Uh, or I should say, is it going to be up to you in terms of when you want to take it? Or is it going to be a little bit each year based off uh, a formula? To be determined, I'm expecting the final regs. The rumors I'm hearing is June. 
who knows it's it's may right now so who the heck knows um definitely you know this has gone longer than it should the proposed regs were just way too complicated they should have just been simple they should have i literally can do this in one page it's a very simple rule right if i was running the irs or at least running this department i would just say listen if you're an eligible designated you can do lifetime expectancy or 10 years whatever is longer keep that if you are not eligible designated, so you're not disabled under 18 or um, you know 10 years, you're, you're within the 10 years. Um, so you're not more than 10 years younger, right? So let's say you are 10 years older, right? Let's say it's your grandfather, right? Um, so essentially, um, you should just be able to take 10 years, pull it out all at once, pull it out a little bit at a time, pull it out half in year one, half in year six, or just pull it out at the end, but you have to deplete it within 10 years. That would be the easiest. We'd all agree. We'd all accept. I'll move on. So we'll see where the final regs go. I'm not sure they'll be that easy because it's taking them over a year to kind of promulgate and determine how the final regs will be drafted, which is kind of shocking. Um, it's taken so long because you know, people need to know. They kind of understand how the rules are. Advisors need to know, individuals need to know, but remember, this is only for non-spouse. If it's a spouse, it just goes to you. So let's say, God forbid, your spouse dies, um, he's 80 and you're 78, the um, IRA just goes to you, and since you're over 73, you have to talk RMDs based off your life expectancy, okay? If it's a non-spouse, that's when this either 10-year rule or life expectancy, whatever's longer works, if you're an eligible designated, disabled child under 18 or um, not more than 10 years um, younger. Um, but if you're not an eligible designated, you're just kind of a regular designated, you're going to have to do the 10 year rule. Um, but again, we'll see how the 10 year rule applies. Is it going to be up to the IRA owner to determine when that money is pulled or will there be more rigid rules? So that's it. Um, I wish I had the answers, but we're waiting on final reg. So basically 21 and 22, the RMD rules were thrown away. No one kind of knew what the rules were. So no one took any RMDs, COVID happened. 23, the rules are coming back. Final rules are going to be promulgated and released to the public soon. So we're all going to know what to do. Um, again, this only applies to folks that um, if, if the um, deceased died after 2020 or January 1st, 2020 and uh, beyond. Before 2020, it's just life expectancy. Um, and again, you have to remember and determine whether you're eligible designated or just a regular designated because if you're eligible designated, you'll also have the option of life expectancy. Or if you're just a regular designated, you'll have that 10-year window, which we'll see how, how those rules actually work. So there you go. I hope uh, I made sense of uh, a total mess. Um, the IRS really... Um, I think failed in, in their approach to RMDs. They, they could have simplified it. Um, it, it. It shouldn't be this difficult. It really is not complicated. It's not you know international taxation, transfer pricing, tax treaty stuff. This is basic stuff. Like, hey, someone died, they left you an IRA, either have your life expectancy to take the money out or just say 10 years, pull it all out. And after 10 years, you got to have zero left in your IRA. Pretty simple. We all couldn't accept that. And I think we all uh, would understand those rules. Uh, hopefully they're not going to give us 75 pages of 
of final regs, which I have to spend my whole weekend reviewing. Uh, I'm praying that's not going to happen. Uh, that's it. So hopefully now you understand how the inherited IRA rules work. Um, hopefully, you know, a loved one won't pass, but if, if a loved one passes a non-spouse, um, hopefully now you know how those rules work. And when the final regs are released, I promise I will do a bunch of videos and blogs and podcasts. So everyone will fully understand how those rules work. Otherwise, have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for watching. Uh, thumbs up. Appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, Joy, if you're listening, um, hope you're enjoying as well. And obviously, as you know, this is a weekly podcast that drops every Wednesday. So really appreciate all your support. Been doing this, oh man, like almost five years, four and a half, five years. So it's been been loads of fun and look forward to continuing um, chatting with all of you. Otherwise, take care. Have an amazing day. Take care.